Hello, mic check, mic check. Uh, hello, people. I have my Bible set up, and I am... Mic check, mic check. Guy, hello. Mic check. It's August 5, yo, and I'm still talking to you, and I have bad news. Bad news. Not good news. I have bad news. Okay, I'll tell you what the bad news is. Welcome to the Queer Matt Podcast, where we get to eavesdrop on all things going on in the crazy, crazy mind of your youth pastor, Pastor Matt. So, without further ado, let's start listening in on all the conversations. Tune in, chime in, call in, and keep interacting with me. Love to hear your thoughts. Okay, good morning. Hello, everybody. It is 7.30. I have a new setting. Um, The bad news is I haven't... I'm still in Acts 27. And I'm trying to get through the book of Acts as quickly as possible. And um, I lost my episode. Lost it. I went on a real long tirade, triad, tirad, real long talk about when Theo and Louis, uh, break that down, when Theo and Louis text me these interesting um, um, Bible verses, and when Theo texts me and when Louis texts me, I was like, oh, interesting, and then I talk about it, and I just talk about it, and I just keep talking about it. And it was like, obviously, I was wrestling with my own mind about how to respond. What should I respond to let them know Kuya Matt is thinking about what they're thinking about? And, uh, yeah, it, it, it was uh, some challenging stuff. So maybe, maybe in the future, I'll come back to that if you think it's something cool. Um... Louis asked me a question. He said, the first question was, um, what is the sin that doesn't lead, what is the sin that doesn't lead to death? Right? Interesting, right? What sin does not lead to death? Right? And then Theo texts me, King David killed 200 people and brought back their foreskin. And I was like, what? So these two very interesting, very interesting things, uh, very interesting passages of the text. And uh, just to answer them quickly is the first two things I do in Bible study is to discover the context, what is saying before and what is saying after. And when you do a good context study, you kind of have to ask all the questions, the W5 questions, like who's, who's, who's talking, what are they trying to talk about, where are they saying these things, why is the author responding to this? So there's a lot of work, basic work. 
And then the following thing is is to have solid definitions. So um, when you have solid definitions, um, it kind of clarifies the word because definitions line people. When you look at the proper definition of a word, you realize, uh, uh, I thought it meant this. And then you're like, oh, I thought it meant this. And you're like, no, it doesn't mean that. Facts, right? You go to the dictionary and you realize the dictionary provides first uh, definitions and secondary definitions. And you have to discover a shared agreement about what the word means. One of my pet peeves about teenage years is you say a whole bunch of words because you think they're cool, but you don't know what they mean. Right, Micah? <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe he, you learned the word dictionary. I'm like, I don't know what words you guys use or the context of what the words you use. So I have to go on Urban Dictionary all the time. I uh, like ask Queen Ian all the time, like, yo, what's a simp? Or what's any other word? What's woke? Uh, you know, I mean, and so I can imagine what the word is because I'm smart, <laughs> but... It's not the shared definition between two people. So you guys keep texting me. It really shows me that you love me. I appreciate you too when you text me hard Bible questions because then it helps me think about the Bible better, deeper. It helps me think about what's going on in your world. And it's keeping the engagement going. So I dig it. I dig it. And as far as context goes... You know, there's a lot of questions, common sense questions to give things the proper context and definitions. But then lastly, I put it in the in light of the battle between good and evil. Okay, so when you put things in what is called a great controversy context, it kind of helps you understand. So that's something we'll delve deep into the future. Okay. The battle between light and darkness, you know, like yin yang, the battle between good and evil. You dig? So that's that's my way of introduction. Uh, I'm sorry I haven't been uh, blogging every day like I want to. I will most definitely do that. Uh, the reason why is because I, I moved to Glendale and I had to do a lot of packing, I had to do a lot of my life coaching homework. And I realized, you know, I don't have enough time to do my yoga in the morning. I don't even have time to do um, my walks and my exercises, my focus walks. And uh, I'm so busy packing. So just for this season, it's seasonal, you know, just for this season. I am definitely, most definitely integrating um, doing my uh, Queen Matt podcast because I like it. It helps me think helps me try to engage with you and it's like way better than journaling and uh it's a way that i could share with you guys what i'm learning about the bible and how it's changing my life and if my life isn't changed then don't read the bible like me so it's a lot of pressure (laughs) it's a lot of pressure but let's get back into the one-year bible i hope everybody's good uh group chat strong Caleb's probably still doing adventures. Cher's probably still in Florida. Uh, Luke and Hayden were on church. Zoom. Zoom church. So that was fun. I noticed Luke's voice changed. Awkward. 
<laughs> Luke's voice changed, and I was like, yo, who is talking right now? I did not even understand. I, I did a second glance, and I'm like, wait, who's talking? So I totally didn't recognize his voice. Just like I didn't rep recognize uh, Autumn's, she could even talk, and she walks. So I'm like, wow, how long have I been in COVID? How long have we not seen each other in church? How long will this go on? Okay, it's good to be back in the one-year Bible with y'all. Let's get in it. Okie dokie, I am in the one-year Bible and we are reading. Acts 27, 1 through 2, 20. Uh, Acts is the blueprint for the way we should be doing church. So we got that much. So let's study the blueprint because you got to follow the same path that other people have done before and then blaze your own path. So reading. Um, and then I'll, 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 I'll highlight some of the cool things so we could talk about it later. There's a couple highlights. There's a lot of things going on. There's adventure. There's heathens versus Gentiles. There's um, speaking things into existence in the name of Jesus. So speaking things into existence in name of Jesus. There's uh, uh, Jesus sending him his Holy Spirit to do signs and wonders and miracles. So all this stuff is pretty cool. Um, yeah, um, and there's a lot of like uh, spiritual battles. Remember, there was this... Um, spiritual battle thing going on with the sorcerer that was interesting and then now there's a lot of politicians i've noticed that because the roman whole roman thing so you imagine the bible right just like when you watch an old roman movie um yeah that's bible times bible times roman movies and somewhere along the line there was this groups of people the axe church that was changing the world upside down and what exists today Right? It's interesting. We're here in 2020. Do we have Roman-speaking people? Do we have Roman ideology? Maybe we do. You know, you could do your history and then discover that there's a handful of Roman things. You know, the Roman Catholic Church that exists. But also, you it would be so good to say that there's a lot of Christian culture. So, uh, when you look back at the Bible... Uh, 2,000 years ago, 2020 years, 20, 2020 years ago, um, um, is that when? No, so right around 100, and right around 280, oh, so Jesus died 33, so then now this is around 60, 100, okay, so give or take 2,100 years, 20, I'm not good at math, I'm learning how to be good at math, around 2,000 years ago, the early part of the first century, the first hundred years, Roman civilization was in control. And so what I'm just trying to say is, what do you get an essence of what survived? Christian culture or Roman culture? That's a trick question. I don't know the answer to it, but let that be your uh, lens, okay? Well, we have a lot of stuff we've inherited from Rome, like architecture, flowy clothes, <laughs> I don't know what else you think about Romans when you Roman food. Uh, Italy. So, 
yeah, politics, debate, oration, stuff like that. That's cool. Uh, but I would say Christian culture is also probably more powerfully understood. So back then, they had entire Roman coliseums, gladiators, etc., etc., etc. But back then, you didn't know this little sect of Jewish Christians. They were Jews uh, from Israel and the Promised Land. And uh, they were a new type of religion called Christians, people that believed in Christ. And I would propose to you that we are studying the historical development of the first early church. And it's my belief that if we were to study the early church in such a way, we would be able to have the same type of power and effect on culture. You dig? Okay, cool. Reading the book, Acts 27, 1 through 20. When the time came, we... Okay, so it's Dr. Luke, Apostle Paul, and his companions. I wonder who those companions were. Set sail for Italy. Ooh, I want to do that sometime. Set sail for Italy. Paul and several other prisoners were placed in the custody of a Roman official named Julius, a captain of the Imperial Regiment. What? They were placed in custody. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? They were arrested. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was also with us. We left on a ship whose home port was Andromantium. Interesting name for a video game. On the northwest coast of the province of Asia. It was scheduled to make several stops at ports along the coast of the province. The next day when we docked at Sidon, also another good name for a video game, location. Julius was very kind to Paul. Hmm. Okay. The the guardian that had these people under arrest. Julius was very kind to Paul and let him go ashore to visit with friends so they could provide for his needs. Makes sense. Excuse me. Countered strong headwinds that made it difficult to keep the ship on course. So we sailed north of Cyprus between the island and the mainland. Keeping to the open sea. Yeah, so they were on some sort of cruise. We passed along the coast of Cilicia, Pamphylia, landing at Myra in the province of Lycia, all places. There, the commanding officer found an Egyptian ship from Alexandria that was bound for Italy, and he put us on board. We had several days of slow sailing, and after great difficulty, ooh, great difficulty, we finally neared Snidus. Also a great name for a video game. But the wind was against us, so we sailed across the Crete and along the sheltered coast to the island past the Cape of Salome, Sal, Salmone. We struggled along the coast with great difficulty, so this was not an easy cruise. This was like a Gilligan's Island cruise. A lot of difficulty. Arrived at Fair Havens near the town of La Silla, we had lost a lot of time. The weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall. Also, at least they knew the seasons of when it was good to travel on the ship and when it wasn't. And Paul spoke to the ship's officers about it. Men, he said, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck? <laughs> See, Paul Saul's still Paul. He's still the leader, even though he's the prisoner right now. He speaks up his voice. I like it. He goes, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck? 
loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. And since Fairhavens was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew wanted to go to Phoenix, farther up the coast of Crete, and spend the winter there. Phoenix was a good harbor with only a southwest and northwest exposure. I don't know what that means. Shall discover it. When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it, so they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. But the weather changed abruptly, and a wind of typhoon strength, called a northeaster, burst across the island and blew us out to the sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. We sailed along the sheltered side of a small island named Kauda, where with great difficulty, oh, they said difficulty three times already, we hoisted abroad the lifeboat toward behind us. Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it. They were afraid of being driven across to the sandbars of Citrus off the African coast. Also a good name for a video game location. Sandbars of Citrus. Certus. Off the African coast. So they lowered the sea anchor to slow the ship and were driven before the wind. The next day, as gale force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. Hmm, interesting. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. No one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, Men, you should have listened to me. <laughs> How often does that work when people say that? Dude, bro, I was right. You should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this damage and loss. But take courage. Oh, see, even though things are whack, take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of God, this is cool, angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, stood beside me and said, Don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage. Take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said, but we will be shipwrecked on an island. Okay, I'll stop there. Alright, I highlighted a couple things. I'm glad I found a good space to stop before um, before Paul gets to go to Caesar. So let's uh, let's highlight some things. Okay, so in observing and in closing, I wanted to make some observations. First observation, not only to continue the whole Bible study rant, is you need to know the context, you need to know your definitions, you need to put things in a great controversy theme, and then um, lastly, in closing, I wanted to observe the opportunity to understand when repetition and emphasis. So, what were some of the words that I heard multiple times? Right, I heard the word difficulty multiple times. Right, this was not an easy 
uh, cruise. This was a very tumultuous um, um, shipwreck. It ended with a shipwreck. And even, uh, even Paul's guardian angel told him, don't worry, there's a shipwreck going on, right? So I'm not trying to analyze how Paul, you know, personal skills, but I guess you should be a bold preacher. <laughs> yeah, you should say the truth like it is. You should uh, speak things into reality, understanding. Uh, under he, was he a fisherman? No, Peter was the fisherman. So he understood um, the seasons. He understood boat culture, right? He understood the wind patterns and, you know, all the stuff a good pa- a pathfinder would know. So he understood that. And then uh, a concept that was emphasized was difficulty. And another phrase I heard was courage. He says, even though I understand these things, even though, take courage. Uh, And even though uh, you guys didn't listen to me, don't worry. We're going to have a shipwreck, but it's going to be okay. We'll still get to where we need to get. So take courage. So the first observation I want you guys to know is when something is repeated twice... You know, like when you're in a conversation with someone and they keep saying the same thing over and over and over again, emphatically, with great emphasis, that, that means it's important. When you repeat something twice, uh, when you are trying to emphasize something. So take observation when you're in a conversation with people or when you're blah, 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 you know, talking with your friends. Or even just observing things in nature. When you see things multiple times, it is a way to it is a way to deepen impression. It's a, it's a way to understand the thing that's important. It's a way to you know double the pleasure, double the fun. Oh, I don't even really know what I'm trying to say right now because. I'm just making observations from the Bible with the words. So, if I see the same thing twice, will I take it as a sign? Will I see that it needs more attention? Maybe. Or you'll discover that that's a reoccurring theme. Yeah. And so, when something pops up over and over again, when there's a reoccurring theme, you want to realize, okay, there's a cycle. Uh, there's uh, this this concept of difficulty keeps occurring, but then later on in the passage, in uh, Acts twenty seven twenty one through forty four, he says, um, "Take courage." Right, and a little bit of the more interesting thing is is this visit by the angel, huh? For last night, an angel of God to whom I belong, whom I serve, stood beside me. He said, "Don't be afraid." What's more. God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage. If you believe in God, if you believe God is who he says he is, and he'll do what he says he'll do, you kind of just have to relax and chill, okay? For example, personal testimony time. I was talking to two separate people in my life. Uh, One is an older white man named um, um, Jeff Park. Jeff with a G, I know, it's interesting, right? Jeff Park, older white guy. And I was talking to my best friend, some of you know him, Kuya Mikey, Uncle Mikey. 
Uncle Pastor Mikey, not Mickey Mouse, Mikey. And they're both word that they should have Pastor Matt. To a word that I've heard in my life, in my conversations, that I make an observation, is the word... Are you ready for it? Oh, I'm stretching right now. The word is... Chill. (laughs) Chill. From my best friend and from uh, someone that works at the conference office. In different contexts, of course, of, of course, they said relax. God is in control. Relax. You don't need to force the issue. Relax. Chill. Just chill. And I'm taking that as a prescription from them to me that it would be better for me to chill. So, how can I chill? You know, now that I have known that the universe, the Lord, is helping me hear this concept of my life, he said, chill. So, uh, Pastor Park, Jeffrey Park said, God knows what you need and what you want. God knows what you need and what you want. Relax in him, knowing that what you want, he knows. <laughs> and so what I Googled, okay, I honest guys, last Saturday after I was hanging out with the Lunas, after I was hanging out at Micah's house, I was really lonely and I Googled, why does God allow loneliness? Have you ever Googled that? Google something crazy like that. Let me know how that goes. I Googled, why does God allow loneliness, right? And I studied my Bible. I had a Bible right next to me. And, you know, I was like, okay, look at the Bible. That's a nice little devotional. Interesting. God, uh, God is close to the brokenhearted. Got it. Cool. But I Googled it. I said, why does God allow loneliness? And you know what it said? It said, God allows loneliness. Excuse me. So he could have your undivided attention. I don't have a mic to drop right now, but I just dropped my pen. She made a pen drop. And I could really take great ease in that. Um, God allows loneliness so he could have Queer Pastor Matt's undivided attention. So he could develop as a person and spend time with him who really matters. The main priority is for me to just spend time with my invisible savior, to spend time with Jesus, just to spend time with him in his word and to be the best master guy that I possibly can be and to do what I say I'm going to do and to live like how I say I'm going to live. And if I'm faithful, and it's not even my faithfulness, if I have the habits and routine of the type of lifestyle that I'm trying to set for myself, then I will not only plant many seeds, but I'll reap the fruit. Chill. There's obviously a time when farmers are just chilling and looking at the plants. They're watering them every day. They're looking at them and saying, hey, there's no fruit. So enter your best friend, enter one of your leaders. And then they go, they both say the same thing. They both say, relax chill chill in the lord he knows what you want he knows what you need you could rest in him and i know that that's seemed a little um 
exhausting for me. Not necessarily exhausting. It's, it's for me. It's very hard to be still and to be content. I always want to do something. I always want to feel something. I always want to try something new. But sometimes what Pastor Matt is learning is that there's consistency and you can relax in the Lord. If you do what you say you're going to do, he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And something I've learned from my life coach is that accordingly, the cleaner your hands, the more stuff Jesus can put in it. That's the Bible, right? So the more stronger you exercise the more weight you could carry, right? Okay. Or the more work you put into your craft and to your art, the more it will bring artistic satisfaction. The more work you put into your songwriting class, uh, the more better it will become just in the process of exercising. So I really like the metaphor of exercising. Uh, whether or not you exercise or not, or the longer you run, the more better your cardiovascular system can be. You know, I'm just trying to connect the dots that accordingly, as we grow up and mature together, you guys are going to grow up into your teen years and into your college years, and I'm going to grow up from my 30s into my 40s. Don't laugh. (laughs) Accordingly, according to your dedication and work you give to God, He will bless you accordingly. It's not a tit for tat. He's blessing you already now, right? You can breathe. You're so blessed. You have so much stuff to be thankful for. But if you want to grow into deeper and deeper experiences, spiritual experiences, it is accordingly. So it's like the measure of the talents. Like Jesus says, if you can um, uh, not prove to me, if you are faithful, if you're responsible, with much power comes much responsibility, right? So that's kind of like where I'm going and taking this concept is um, accordingly, according to the cleanliness of your hands. And that's only for God to say, you know, because I'm not going to judge you whether or not your hands are clean. You know, um, I just don't, I can't look at your hands right now. It's, it's up to you to keep your hands clean, like your fingernails short, Right. Number one thing in Pathfinders is you got to keep your fingernails short when you go camping. And then you're like, oh, okay, basic, basic hygiene. So according to the cleanliness of your hands, the Lord will bless you accordingly. And I, I want to put it into a, it's not a behavioral thing. It's, um, it's God knows what you need when you need it. So, so, um, to bring it closer to home is I need to rest Uh, I need to practice my patience muscle right my chill muscle practice my ability to chill and to be at peace with him so that when I when I learn to depend on Christ more yeah it's about depending I need to learn how to depend on Christ more so I can relax and rest in him. He's really trying to get me to a place where I can relax and rest in him. Take courage, he says. Even though you go through hardships and when you go through uh, shipwrecks, take courage. 
because God has a plan for you to meet with Caesar. All right, so um, thanks for listening to me ramble. I hope that you know that in your own personal life, whether or not you're lonely, whether or not you're stressed out, whether or not you're tired, whether or not you're going through a shipwreck, or whether or not you're going through difficult times in your head or in your family, take courage. God has a plan and a purpose for you. And so I hope you're reading your Bible and praying every day, and I will try to do this more consistently tomorrow. Yay! Hope you all have a good day. Text me. Bye. Welcome to the Queen Matt Podcast, where we get to eavesdrop on all things going on in the crazy, crazy mind of your youth pastor, Pastor Matt. So, without further ado, let's start listening in on all the conversations. Tune in, chime in, call in, and keep interacting with me. Love to hear your thoughts.